Hey, this is H1, and we're going to be running it back with another episode talking about chess knowledge, chess wisdom, chess understanding, bro. Ugh, yeah. Hey, cha-cha slide. Hey, you know what I mean? Hey, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? And you're here, sitting here with me, um, and we're going to be discussing my opinion of the 2021 World Chess Championship. I know you've seen the title already. I know what you're thinking. What does this smart aleck have to do with the World Chess Championship? And let me answer that right quick. I got my views. I got what I learned from it. And I was like, hey, other people will learn from it too. So I'm going to discuss it since, hey, this is my podcast. But anyway... Let's get on with what I will be talking about. So, I'll be talking about, uh, first of all, actually, I'm going to be recapping the World Chess Championship, what I uh, talked about on the last season. I'm going to be recapping, like, how much the prize fund was, and what, um, what was the date, what was the time control, and things of that nature. Then I will be talking about why Jan Nepo lost the World Chess Championship. And if you didn't know that Jan Nepo lost the chess, uh, World Chess Championship, now you know. You should have known that in 2021. You've seen the title. I, I shouldn't have to put like a spoiler alert in order for you to know that I'm going to be talking about the World Chess Championship, obviously. So I'm going to be explaining why... Uh, why did he lose? My theories on why he lost. Now, next, we are going to be talking about the longest chess game in World Chess Championship history. I was excited for it. Man, I was at work. I was like, oh, crap. This is going on. I can't even work. Blah, da da. Got the game done. When I got off of work, it was still going. It was crazy. It was nuts. Um, I was... I mean, I was hyped for it, but at the same time, I was wishing that somebody would just lose already because it was a it was a crazy game at the end, but I'll get more to that. Um, and then we're going to be going through what? Um, oh, yeah. My last thought. Who do I think is suited to win against the world champion Magnus Carlsen? So without further ado, let's get on to the next segment (laughs) it's been a while bro give me give give me some space bro give me some space give me some space mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, let's get started. Let's recap the World Chess Championship. First of all, the match was held November 24th to December 16th um, of 2021. 
in Dubai, out of all places, a luxurious place, which I would like to go to someday and see some new stuff other than, I don't know, like, I kind of live kind of in the country, so all I see is like a subway, but if, if I could just see something different in my life, you know, maybe take a vacation whenever I get a chance to with my family, that would be pretty good. And maybe Dubai might be like a great place to go to. But anyway, I digress. The World Chess Championship had two players, Magnus Carlsen and Jan Nepo. And yes, I'm going to be calling him Jan Nepo because his last name is hard to say, man. Like, it's, it's hard to say and I need to learn how to say it. And by next year, I will be able to say all these hard chess player names. But anyway, some more details about this World Chess Championship. The prize fund was 2 million euros. The winner will take 60% and the runner-up will take 40%. There um, were 14 classical games and the time control of these 14 classical games was 120 minutes for the first 40 moves, then 60 minutes for the next 20 moves, then 15 minutes for the rest of the the game man that's a lot of time like seriously can you just picture yourself right sitting at a chessboard for that long and i did it right i i did like let's say um uh, like i i sat at a chess for chessboard for like three to four hours but man they've been sitting there for a while more than eight hours, I could say. Uh, based on one of the games that they played, they was sitting there for a while. I don't know how they eat or don't get dehydrated. I know they have like water and peanuts by their side, but still, I would be nervous if we we're in some like tactical position and then like my my thigh just um I don't know what happens. Like my thigh just has like its own spasm for something, or like I pull a leg when I try to stand up. Or I sit for so long, I can't, I can't feel my gluteus maximus, right? I can't feel nothing, and so everything is just numb from the from the waist down. I'll be like, oh crap, this this is weird. I haven't stood up in years. That's what I'll feel like, and so it's a long time. Chess players do it all the time. They get used to it, to to anybody that's new, but. It's still amazing because these aren't just regular chess players. These are elite chess players. Chess players that's been, that's been, not wasting. They've been using all of their time to learn all these openings, tactical motifs, strategies to be at this moment of fighting for the World Chess Championship. Right. So as they're sitting at this board for about nine hours, they clearly is on a whole nother level when it comes to strategies on the board. So, you know, that means not only do they have to sit at the seat for eight hours with people taking pictures of them and acting like they're they're animals or whatever, but they have to have consistent concentration on the board 
And just to give you a picture, um, there was an audience, but they was in like a, a glass box where they couldn't hear anybody. And maybe they couldn't see inside. I don't know all the details about it, but they definitely couldn't hear anybody outside of this glass box that they was playing. Because in order for them to play a decent chess game, they had to have complete silence. No outside interference. So when I'm playing chess, I shouldn't be hearing birds chimpering. This isn't Rio, okay? I shouldn't be hearing birds singing outside my door. And I just watched that with my daughter just like a, um, a week ago. And that movie is still like the greatest cartoon that I have ever seen in my entire life. But I digress. These chess players have been doing this for a while. They're professionals. And, you know... It's, it's good to look at the best in the world, do what they like to do best, be the best in the world of what they do. All right, so the chess, the first chess game, um, it was decided who will go first by drawing of colors, and the color determined who would go first. If there is a tie break after the 14 standard games, which 14 classical games, one game per day. There will be four rapid games after that. And then there's some like long drawn out thing after that too. Which if you want to hear about that. Go to the last um, season. It talks about the World Chess Championship there. Now the final results of this World Chess Championship. Oh crap. My computer's dying. That sucks. I'm keeping it in there. But anyway. The final results. There were 11 games, okay? So it didn't even reach the 14 games. There were seven draws, um, so they got half a point. Magnus won four. Jan Nepo won none. No games whatsoever. It's like Magnus Carlsen had a Charizard and Jan Nepo still had level one Pikachu, right? It's kind of like that. Let's figure out what happened. Hey, this is a new segment, story time, whatever. Um, we're going to just call this a story time segment. But anyway, let's continue. So... The Chiefs just won the playoffs today. And yes, I'm talking about football. I don't know too much about sports. I know the basics. Let's just say I know basically the flags and all the end game stuff, right? But I don't know each player by name. So the Chiefs player, we got Mahomes, um, Tyreek Hill, and um, Kelsey. We got all these main people, right? And then the rest of the team. And they sent me on a roller coaster today on this playoff game. And this playoffs game was January 23rd of 2022. And I was just sitting on the couch with my wife watching this game. Now, as I was um, engulfing my face with a whole bunch of sugar during the game, I had me some cheesecake, um, some sweet tea, and we, what else did I have? Um, like, maybe, 
My wife has some ice cream, but I digress. I was shook that the Bills got another touchdown. And I was like, what the heck? Why Why would they allow them to get another touchdown? What is with our defense on the Chiefs? I don't, I don't get it. Who is the players who's causing us to give out free touchdowns? And during the game, something happened where the kicker... The normal field goal, he didn't kick it far enough. And to myself, I know I shouldn't be judging these people, right? Because I'm just a normal person that's 5'11", right? I'm just a normal person. Actually, I'm dang near six foot. It's on my ID. But anyway, I'm six foot. Nah, I'm six foot, right? And I... I'm not athletic. I can't run past a block without, like, having to breathe super loudly to grasp the air again in my throat, right? And I know I shouldn't be judging these players, but as as a spectator, I'm like, I see everything of what's wrong, so I should say everything to my wife since she's the only person that's near me and I tell her all this stuff and she wants the bills to win and then I can't even talk to her anymore because I'm I'm a straight up Chiefs Chiefs fan now. I'm a I'm a straight up Chiefs fan. Been been a Chiefs fan for about the past um 5 years when I when I actually knew about football to a greater extent, right? And we went into overtime because the Chiefs wanted to wait 13 seconds. 13 seconds at the end of the game to get a field goal. And I thought the Bills won. But I was sadly mistaken because they celebrated too early. And after overtime, the Bills, um, since they was away, they got the pick first if they wanted tails or heads to see who gets the ball. And they picked tails because I guess... Um, people still believe that tails never fails, and tails does fail because um, the coin went to heads, and the Chiefs got the football, and the Chiefs won. Now, what's the lesson? Why I'm telling you this? It is so easy for you to be disappointed when you lose pieces or um, in a losing position, and. On the other side of the spectrum, it is so easy to, when you're winning the chess game, to be filled with joy of being able to win and um, be prideful about it and to bully your opponent into submission until they don't have any more pieces anymore. But listen here. Never celebrate too early and always always be alert at the end of the game because you might find a weakness somewhere you might find that one opportunity that makes you win the game Man, my football knowledge was crap, though. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, let's get let's get back to the um, let's get back to chess.
on our trip and my favorite rocket ship. Okay, wait a minute. Back to chess. Now let's talk about why did Jan Nepo lose the World Chess Championship? And to start off that conversation, we got to go all the way back. All the way back to the first game. I don't know where you was expecting me to go there. I'm not going to go all into Jan Nepo's childhood. If he had something happen in his childhood, I am so sorry. Um, but that's, that's not where I'm going. I'm not going to trust Wikipedia on what they're going to say about Jan Nepo. But we are going to be going over all these games, the strategies of both opponents, and discussing who has the better strategy at this moment. Clearly, we already know, but let's talk about it. So, the first, third, and fifth game of strategy of Jan Nepo. We're going to talk about those games. And we're going to we're going to talk about those games instead of the second and fourth one because Jan Nepo was the black pieces in the second and fourth game. And he was the white pieces with the first, third, and fifth game. You might be asking, like, why, why do we care what pieces, like, which side he was on? Why should we care? Well, I will be discussing the plans from the white pieces' perspective. Because white generally has an advantage in a chess game. Now, if you want to learn more about the differences between the black and the white side, go back to my episode, How to Approach a Chess Game. I explain it clearly from that perspective, why that first move advantage is important, but it's more important when the elite chess players um, play their openings than us people that is under 2500 right because they actually know how to use that one move advantage and use the chess engine to their advantage now let's go into Jan Nepo strategy okay so one thing that I've noticed that Jan Nepo was doing he was poking Magnus with the Rory Lopez like <laughs> I don't know why I just thought about this. I just thought about Jan Nepo like having like a stick that was named the Royal Lopez and he was poking Magnus over the chessboard with the Royal Lopez. I don't know. I don't know. But just imagine that. Just just imagine Jan Nepo just irritating Magnus Carlsen with like a stick and he was like kind of getting close to his eye, but he was like slightly off. You know how when um, we was kids and we had siblings or whatever and we used to tease each other I used to do this at school a lot or like kids would do this in school with me they would put their ugly finger right at my face but not exactly touch me but just get it close enough where it annoys the crap out of me and then they'd be like I'm not touching you I'm not touching you and then I'd be like well <sighs> It's so annoying because I want to punch them, but they didn't give me a reason to punch them since they didn't touch me. And my little kid mind wasn't trying to get confrontational straight from the bat because I didn't want to be that ignorant fool that got confrontational with another kid. And if I got suspended, it wasn't like it was a vacation when I got home. My mom would whoop the mess out of me (laughs) if I ever got suspended or I would just be working the house for all the days I was suspended. And so I hated that. And 
I didn't know what to do about it, and I, I was just this awkward little kid that just hated that annoyance, right? I just dealt with it. But siblings do that. It's fun. It's cool. It, it's Gucci. Now, Jan Nepo, when he was doing this, I don't know exactly if he was poking Magnus Carlsen. Let me explain. I don't know if he was annoying Magnus Carlsen because when I looked at those games, the first, third, and fifth game, those games were the quickest games out of all of them. So I'll explain that a lot more. Now, the Ray Lopez is known for rich and tactical play. And it's known for that because... Based on all the openings that I know, all the chess openings, and a chess open is basically like just the opening moves of a chess game. Out of all of the openings that I know, I've never seen games with that many pieces still on the board with the Roy Lopez. I mean, other than the Roy Lopez. I mean, it can happen with the Queen's Gambit, but the Roy Lopez is special in some sort of way that... All the pieces on the board, there's a lot happening, and there's a lot of tactics happening, and if you do the wrong thing, then you might be already lost. So, it seemed like Jan was hoping Magnus had some holes in his Roy Lopez preparation, but he was sadly mistaken. And honestly, the strategy would have worked for anybody else. But not for Magnus Carlsen. Now, I'll be discussing what I wanted to see pretty soon in the end, but let's get into Magnus Carlsen's strategy. Now, Magnus Carlsen's strategy, um, I'm not going to get into specifics, but you can tell based on the second and fourth game, he was coming after his contender. He was coming after his throat, his own name he was coming after. It, it felt like to me... Madness Carlson was just saying over the board, hey, hand me your last name. Now you're Jan Carlson, pretty much. That's that's kind of what it seemed like because those games were pretty much my favorite. Even though those games ended up in draws, they were um, um, psychological fights. In the second game, he used one of my favorite openings, the Catalan, and I'm not going to pretend to say that it was a perfect Catalan because it could have went either way. It could have been a decisive result, but it ended up a draw, and I think Mattis Carlson, still in this game, got his point across. Now, in the fourth game, I was a little bit disappointed in the fourth game. Um, I felt there was a little bit more to play, but at the end of the day, it was Madness Carlson's birthday, even though he denied that, you know, he wasn't he wasn't um, um, drawn because of his birthday. But, like anybody can do, I can read between the lines, okay? Now, at this point, it seemed like the only person who was being overwhelmed was Jan Nepo after the fifth game. And I made a YouTube video about this. And I said I didn't know how long Nepo could take this aggression. And you can watch that. It was in November. I said it. I said it. I mentioned I didn't know how long Nepo could take 
this aggression from Magnus Carlsen. Because Magnus Carlsen was kind of like, um, let's say like Jan Nepo was in an arena. Magnus Carlsen had the lions and all he wanted, and he unleashed the lions from himself to Jan Nepo. Jan Nepo survived, but will Jan Nepo survive the other round of lions? Another example, remember, okay, all my anime people, right? You remember that moment when Madara, um, off of Naruto, he, he sent that one meteor down, right? And they stopped the first meteor, and then Madara did that famous, um, famous saying, oh, you stopped the first one, but what about the second one? And nobody was stopping the second one because that's insane. Like, why? Who, how can you stop a second meteor? This is this is insane. You're summoning meteors, my bro, my my G. And if you haven't watched Naruto, I'm I feel sorry for you. But that's kind of what I felt like Magnus Carlsen was doing. Magnus Carlsen was like the moderator of the situation. Okay, next segment. Something special happened during the World Chess Championship. And they both accomplished something that have never been accomplished before. And they accomplished to make the longest chess game in World Chess Championship history. Now, this game lasted 100. And I know what you're thinking. It's like, okay... 100 games is a lot. But I'm not even ending at 100. It's 136 moves. 136 moves. Who plays that many moves? I I don't get it. I don't get it. And so they they play this many moves. And this was a time where I was watching the game before work, before I got to my trucking trucking job. And after I got off, Right after I got off my shift, I was still watching this game. I was still keeping up with it because clearly, do not be on your phones while driving. But I was still keeping up with this game after work. You know what that means? This game lasted eight hours. Eight hours long, because if you remember the time control, which I said, you, you, you dang near got like three hours to begin with, and you're going to make it last 136 moves, and it only lasted that long because there's an increment too, so they get a certain amount of seconds every move that you make, but still, imagine fighting for that long. It's, it's like this, right? It's been a long time since I've been in high school. And this is probably a good time for me to warn the parents, you know, maybe your kids shouldn't be listening to what I'm going to say next. But I hated high school. Not because I was bullied or this dork in school. It wasn't because of that. 
I was just frustrated with everything that I learned. It just didn't apply. And I I know what did apply. Like me having connections, me dealing with people. Like those things apply, of course. And me being able to work around certain stuff and being able to work beyond what I already know. The study more than I already um, that I already learned at school. I know the values of school. I just I just remember those long days from high school. And I was thinking every time I got on a bus, like, man, this I'm this is this is my life. This is my life. <laughs> and that's why my senior year, I got all C's because I'm not like I'm just a normal guy that was just trying to get by high school. And I took some college courses, but I just it just wasn't for me. And so that's kind of what it felt like but chess is way more interesting than than any school like it's a chessboard and it was concentrated on a chess game for eight hours like that's pretty sick that's awesome i wish i could do that that's dope and it ended disappointingly uh it ended with jan nepo losing this game and he was defending for his life too he had his long queen he was the black pieces he had his, you know, he had his queen and king, and Magnus Carlsen had a rook, a knight, and two pawns. And if if you like count up the pieces, Magnus Carlsen is winning on the pieces on the on the points. But there was something else that was um, special that happened here. Um, when I was first starting out. On playing chess. When I was first playing chess, I just thought that the queen was um, was the most powerful, and nobody could defeat the queen, no matter what. That's what I used to think when I first started playing chess. But I, um, I, I grew up, and I realized something. I realized that multiple pieces can beat a queen. So if you got multiple pieces working together, you can take this giant powerhouse down. So that rook, that knight, and those two pawns that could potentially be a queen is super scary for Nepo. And guess what? There were some mess-ups, of course, because these are both human players. But there wasn't any blunders from Magnus Carlsen. There's inaccuracies, of course. And there's a big difference. There's a big difference between a blunder and an inaccuracy. But an inaccuracy doesn't cause you to lose a chess game. Magnus Carlsen finesse Jan Nepo with the rook, knight, and two pawns. The most random pieces you can have against a queen. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, first of all, I was already biased because I already wanted Magnus Carlsen to win, and I've been rooting for him every single um, every single year, pretty much, that he did the World Chess Championship. And I, I realized that uh, Jan Nepo is gonna lose, like this this whole match. I kind of had a theory, but it was one of those things that I kept inside like to myself 
just because I didn't want to like jinx the guy. But I, I was like, man, if I was Jan Nepo and I lost a game that took me like nine hours to defend. And after all that defending for my life and how elite grandmasters defend is way different from novice chess players. So an elite grandmaster had to calculate all these defensive moves, all these um, threats from Magnus Carlsen, all these checks, threats, and captures, right? Every single move until move 136 and you lost at the end of that after nine hours of staying up concentrated at a board you lost all of your energy i'm pretty sure his dopamine was depleted afterwards i don't know what he did that night but i'm pretty sure that's all he could think about that night of him losing that drowning game because that's what it was it Magnus Carlsen puts people in this position where they're literally drowning. They're in quicksand and there's no way for them to get out. I like the game because they was both actually going after each other. They was both fighting. But the fighting only happened when Magnus Carlsen was the white pieces. It seemed like Jan Nepo was always on the, the second hint, defending from Magnus Carlsen being the white pieces. And that's where I have a problem. Maybe he was trying to wait until Magnus Carlsen made a mistake, right? Like, I could cut the guy a, cut the guy a break. That's just... If you listen to me, I believe that you should be aggressive and you should be overwhelming your opponent no matter which no matter what game you're playing like you should either you're overwhelming your opponent or you're doing nothing there's no like middle ground where you're trying to be like strategic and be like well if he come after me then I'm gonna get him no be serious if something doesn't work cut it do something else go after your opponent right strategically of course tactically of course um reasonable you don't want to go into some areas that you don't know about but i'm pretty sure jan nepo studied all of madness carlson repertoires which was abundance because it seemed like madness carlson could just play anything but i could just feel the psychological pressure that the contender is facing after losing this world chess championship if you know what i mean because afterwards, you have to contend with some things. First of all, knowing that if you don't get a good comeback, it's over for you, right? Everybody's just going to assume, oh, yeah, he's lost, he's done. Um, and it takes a special type of person to keep that confidence um, with all the matches that you have to play takes a special kind of confidence it takes like that bobby fisher confidence pretty much to keep that relentless pressure on your opponent after a big loss because this wasn't no like loss that you can sweep under the rug no everybody notices this loss and you'll be remembered by this because like i said 
because this is the longest game in World Chess Championship history. I don't know who's going to break that record anytime soon. Now, like I said, this is when having confidence, um, being consistent, being relentless um, works in your favor. But if you don't have that sort of confidence, you will be second guessing every single move you do and ultimately lose regretting what you could have done differently. Plus, let me add on the fact that those conferences after each game were brutal. I like, I just feel for the people who have to sit there and answer all these questions from this conferences because all these questions were plain and simple. It didn't even have to be asked. Like, for example, they would ask a person that lost a long drain of game, how do you feel afterwards? What do you mean? How do I feel afterwards? Dude. What do you mean? How do I feel afterwards? After losing a game? What do you mean? Why would you even ask me that? I would blow up. And I would be known as like H1. That black guy that blew up. Right? And they would ask even more worse questions. Like what could you have done better? And they'll explain it. They'll keep like a a mild... like tone to them and I'm like why should I care about that question why should I tell you that's to me personally I'm you better be glad I'm not giving you the slant the silent treatment right now because that's exactly what I want to be doing is just sitting here silently uh, what was that football player there was a, a NFL player that just always said the same thing over and over again I forgot his name but he hated the conferences too. And then, well, what was the next question? They would ask, what are you planning to do in the next game? What do you mean what I'm planning to do? Like, I'm trying to win these matches all the time. What do you mean? Why do you... And so, those were the questions that they was asking during these conferences. Now, I don't know about you, but I can bear some things, right? I'm a mild guy. I'm, I'm friendly. I would, I would like to think so. I'm a friendly guy, and I would like to think that I would be um, civil in those situations. But these guys are on a whole nother level. They might bring something out of me that that anybody haven't seen before they're gonna see me like blowing up like eminem on the stage (laughs) but anyway let's talk about what happened after yandepo lost that game because it it gets it gets worse it gets worse is the waiting room segment chess quotes by h1 and the quote of today is a win by an unsound combination however showy fills me with autistic horror william steinitz thank you for listening
Okay, what happened after Jan Nepo lost this game? Well, we're going to be talking about the seventh game because the sixth game was the longest game that was ever played in World Chess Championship history. Now, the seventh game after that was a draw. The tenth game was a draw. But Magnus then won the eighth, the ninth, and the eleventh game. Now, all these games that were won weren't exactly clever. Just oversights by Jan Nepo because he missed it throughout the game. It wasn't... For Jan Nepo um, being an elite grandmaster, he could have found it easily. But he didn't. And if you look at the games, everybody's like roasting Jan Nepo for missing these. But I understand that after losing a game, you have to like... What, what is it called? You, he's tilting. That's what it's called when somebody just keeps on losing the game. And I think that Jan Nepo thought that if he just draw the seventh game after losing the sixth game, maybe he can get his mind back working again, right? Maybe he'll get his mind out the gutter and play some good moves throughout the throughout the match. At least uh, make it to the 14th game. But no. Um, that's not what happened. So, Jan Nepo, this, um, he missed some oversights, like I said. And nobody knows exactly if Jan Nepo was nervous or not, but I do believe that based on the games, um, he was overcompensating for, um, for the first loss. Because he started playing different openings, he, um, stranded from the strategy that he did have, and... It just went off the rails from there. Now, in my opinion, it's really hard to go for aggressive play when you're already down a game. So I do feel like Magnus Carlsen needs somebody that will show him no mercy from start to finish. Unlike what Jan Nepo did, um, his strategy of poking the bear with the um, Rory Lopez would have worked with somebody else. But Magnus Carlsen seemed to have the uh, had a um, um, a good understanding of the Roy Lopez. And when Jan Nepo tried to switch up the opening in the 8th and ninth game from the Roy Lopez, it was already too late. Um, you can't confuse your opponent now because once you start mixing up openings after you use a consistent opening until the 5th game, then you kind of gave Magnus Carlsen like... Uh, a spidey sense. Let's call it a spidey sense that, yeah, he's losing it. And, yeah, I, I'm probably going to win these next few games. And I say this with... um, I respect Jan Nepo. And I respect Madness Carlson. These people can beat me every single day of the week. You know? I'm pretty sure Madness Carlson can beat me intoxicated for days. And I'm pretty sure Jan Neville can beat me sick in bed with uh, with anything, right? But the contenders are Madness Carlson and Jan Nepo, And Jan Nepo couldn't beat Magnus Carlson. Not even one game. So, who do I think will be suited to win against World Champion? Who, 
who can beat the world champion in this next um, this next match, which will be held in 2023, because the candidates tournament will be held this year, and that would be a, a good game to watch out for. I will try to put some videos out on my YouTube channel on Chess Knowledge with H1. Now, these are the kind of um, damn, I can't talk. These are the kind of characteristics I'll be looking for. Let me drink some water real quick. These are the type of personalities I'll be looking for um, who can win against the world champion. First of all, this person has to have good calculative, <clears throat> calculative ability, like Fabiano Caravana. And it still stands, Fabiano Caravana got the closest to winning against Magnus Carlsen than anybody else. 14 draws in classical matches. That's insane. And if you look at those games by Fabiano Caruana, those wasn't just like any type of draws. Those wasn't like simple draws, rook end games, boring matches. It wasn't like that they was playing the Berlin on each and every game. No, 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 sir. These were tactical, um, strategic positions that they was playing and it was very hype it could have been a decisive game in any one of the 14 games but they all ended in a draw and Fabiano Caruana went after Magnus Carlsen and that's what I like to see and that's what I would like to see with the world um the next person who will be going after the world champion now uh, another thing I would like to see is just some good practical chess some um um, somebody who is good at being practical instead of searching for the best move all the time. Because Magnus Carlsen, Hikaru Nakamura, some of the best, the best, best, <laughs> can't talk. Some of the best blitz chess players are really good at doing that. And when you get low on time, I need somebody. If they went into rapid with Magnus Carlsen or blitz into Magnus Carlsen, it wouldn't just be Magnus Carlsen demolishing that person. I need somebody to be an actual contender in each form of chess. Okay. Now, a third thing, um, I need a person that will go for a win in every single match. It doesn't cower away from challenging positions. Somebody who has... Um, nerves of steel, like a Mikhail Tall. So we, we need some of that personality again, because because it seems like everybody's going soft. Like I played a Catalan, and it's kind of a safe um, opening. But I, I want to see somebody play the Evans Gambit on a World Chess Championship. I, I want. I know it's not like a World Chess Championship type of opening, but still, I, I would want to see that. Um, see some new novelties in these other positions instead of like the Roy Lopez and the Queen's Gambit. Those are boring. Let's do something else. Let's switch it up a little bit. Now, my final request would be, and this is important. This is the most important one. This is why it's the last one. But my final request would be somebody that has just as much confidence as Bobby Fischer when he was a contender for the World Chess Championship. And this is an important one because I need somebody in the mindset, even if they lose a game, that they're able to beat Madness Carlson easily. 
if they put their mind to it. Once I see that confidence, I'm not going to think that they're going to win. And, you know, not to mention this, because Magnus Carlsen is still young, but he's getting older. So I want I want these young bucks, like these Gen Zers, to come. It's ending already after we just got done discussing my analysis on the whole World Chess Championship. And I know that all these are pretty much opinions, but I learned a lot and this is just what I got from it. And maybe none of this stuff happened. Maybe there is some outside influence on Jan Nepo's play that I have no idea what happens. Maybe there's some, like, 24 type of stuff going on. And 24 is a TV show that, if you know what it is, you get what I'm saying. But, I don't I don't know. Tell me what you think about the World Chess Championship. Of what happened. Of what you seen. What you saw. Based on, pretty much, the moves that were played of the matches and tell me what you thought about the um the longest world chess championship game ever played in history all right you know let's let's make that deal come on put put your pinky up right i got my pinky up right now i swear i do i i put that on my mama i I for real do like if i put something on my mama you know I'm doing it right now. So let's let's lock it. Let's lock the pinky. It, it, it's thank you for even getting this far. That's why I want to lock the Come on. Bring the pinky over here. Come on. Come on. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I know you did it. Do it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hey, let's talk about something else next time. Uh, something else um we can get into. Let me check my let me check my outlines right quick. I got a lot of stuff in store, like how to defend in chess, um, more about chess principles, um, what to know for your first um, chess tournament, you know, stuff like that that I want to go through this um, this season. So just stay tuned. Make sure that you follow so that, you're, so that you're notified on all the podcast episodes that come out. And thank you for being with me. We're going to be running it back another time. And guess what? Thank you for picking H1 today. That was the best decision you ever made. Peace.